After a brutal road trip, the Mariners return home tonight for a seven-game stand. Can they get back on track? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tadding Gonzalez, reporter and editor at allseahawks.com. Joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patno. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested and want more of us and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show hi how are you if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up most importantly we greatly appreciate it we got a huge pitching matchup tonight at T-Mobile Park. Robbie Ray going for the Mariners while the Tampa Bay Rays are countering with Shea McClanahan. We're also going to talk about Julio Rodriguez and Jerry Kelnick's outfield defense. But first, we've got roster moves and a lot of them to go over here for the Mariners. Steven Souza Jr., though, not one of them after teasing that. He was getting the call up last night on Twitter, but instead... It's Riley O'Brien, who was recently acquired from the Reds, right-handed pitcher, who is a Washington native. He's getting recalled from AAA Tacoma, along with Danny Young, a left-handed reliever. Uh, Matt Brash has been sent down to AAA after struggling in his last few starts. Matt Festa, who's been solid here and there out of the bullpen, has been placed on the 15-day IL with right elbow tendonitis. Uh, that's retroactive to yesterday. Nick Margavages has been designated for assignment to make room on the 40-man roster for Danny Young. And then Matt Cook has cleared waivers and been outrighted to AAA Tacoma. Let's start with O'Brien here, Colby. Uh, what do you see in uh, in his repertoire, and, and what do you think he might be able to add to the Mariners pitching staff? Yeah, he's 27, uh, six foot four. <clears throat> sorry, six foot four, uh, right-handed pitcher. From the Seattle area, uh, been in the Reds organization for the last few years. Uh, fastball, curveball, mostly both of them have flash plus. Uh, fastball is going to be mostly 94 to 95. Um, can hit 98 on occasion, but it's going to be you know mid 90s fastball with a with a pretty good curveball. Um, more of a, a sharper breaker. It's, it's not a really a big loopy pitch, at least based mm-hmm. on what I've seen so far. Um, but again, both those pitches do have 55, 60 grade upside attached to them and it's just going to be whether or not he throws strikes um it's kind of his first time being a full-time reliever he started for the reds triple a team uh pretty much all of last year uh so it's, it's a bit of a transition here we'll see how he adjusts to it um but it's a it's a very simple delivery it's it's just fastball curveball uh mostly that's what he's working with right now and again it's his first time uh as a full-time reliever uh and there's a good chance he gets into a, into a game uh, this weekend, and and that'd be great because he grew up a Mariners fan. So, uh, pretty cool uh, thing to see here. But yeah, it's it's a middle reliever profile. The stuff might remind some of Tom Wilhelmson a little bit, although the style looks a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting arm, and it's the type of arm the Mariners have helped before. So maybe they can do it again. Yeah, you always got to pay attention to these guys whenever Jerry DePoto brings them in. 
Um, let's talk about me young who we saw in spring training and he had a pretty good spring. Uh, what did you mm-hmm. see out of him down in Arizona? Yeah, he's kind of a little bit funky, uh, for a lefty. He's a, he's a true side armor. He kind of has some deception in his, in his wind up too. Uh, it's mostly just fastball slider. It's, it's your typical lefty reliever, uh, repertoire, but, uh, it's, it was, it was really solid. He was good. I thought maybe he could, he could sneak into the opening day bullpen. Um, after watching him a few times in spring, didn't work out that way. He was quickly uh, sent back down. Um, you know, he was quickly sent down. I think in, in within two weeks of, of camp opening, so didn't mm-hmm. really work out for him. But he went down to AAA. He really struggled his first out, and he gave up five earned runs uh, in a third of an inning pitched. And that's why, if you look at his ERA, it's it's inflated quite a bit. But he's gone six or seven scoreless outings in a row. Um, again, it's not overpowering stuff, but he is going to throw strikes, um, and it is there is some deception there in his delivery. And I mean, you look at what he's doing right now in in Tacoma: nine innings pitched, fifteen strikeouts, just two walks. Mm-hmm. So you guys can do the math there. It's just fastball slider again. Nothing overly special about him. Um, just an extra arm, and the Rays kind of like to play matchup a lot. So it's it, it is nice to have this lefty. Um, I won't call him a lefty specialist, but it is nice to have this guy who is going to be tougher on lefties uh, than, you know, somebody like Anthony Mashevitz, who's actually better against righties than he is lefties. So uh, it's it's a nice add. It's depth. He, he might not be up too long. Uh, eventually, they are going to have to add a starter for Brash. Um, and we'll have a pretty good idea of who that's going to be because I believe that uh, George Kirby is scheduled to pitch tomorrow. And so if mm-hmm. he makes that start, it's probably not going to be Kirby. If he doesn't, it could be. So yeah. uh, we'll see how long Young and O'Brien stay up. But uh, they're both, you know, middle relievers. Um, O'Brien has more upside than Young, but Young is probably probably a safer bet at this at this point to get big league hitters out. But we'll have to see. Uh, does Festa, losing Festa hurt? Uh, what did you see out of him and his uh, few opportunities that he got? Yeah, um, Festa was interesting because he could look terrible and great in the same outing, and mm-hmm. you never really knew. And same outing, same inning. Um, think about the the last time we saw him in Miami. He gave up the solo home run, just absolutely crushed, hanging slider right in the middle of the plate. And then the next three guys, he looked really good. So um, it, it's definitely it's a it's a middle reliever that they lost. Um, we'll see how long it is. Elbow tendonitis sounds scary, but we'll see. Um, he was pretty good, not great. Uh, I think honestly, Riley O'Brien can can more or less duplicate what he did. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's a huge loss. And also, you know, we learned the other day that Sergio Romo is is getting pretty close, and obviously Romo yeah. will help with that middle inning relief role quite a bit. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know how long either of these guys are going to be up, but um, I, I I think that it's probably a, a net wash over what you lost from, from Festa with a chance mm-hmm. to be an upgrade. So we'll wait and see, but obviously, you know, you hope Matt Festa uh, can get back healthy because there's no mm-hmm. such thing as too much pitch uh, pitching depth. And uh, Festa yeah. is a, at least a major league arm. I think we, we learned that. Yeah. He's uh he's pretty interesting the way that he kind of um, raised his, uh, his floor this spring and, and getting back to the major league roster. Uh, that slider at times was uh Nasty, uh, straight up, just uh, but 
O'Brien, I think, gives you a little bit more upside and probably can fill out that same role for you and, and not really you're you're probably not gonna really notice a difference on that front. Um and like you said, getting Sergio Romo back is also going to be a massive boon for this bullpen, a guy that can generate weak contact pretty much at will. That's gonna be huge uh for them to uh to get out there in the sixth, seventh innings, what have you. Uh, that's going to be a, a weapon for them. Um, another weapon for for the Mariners actually has been their outfield defense, at least parts of it, which is pretty surprising. That's not at all what we thought was going to be the case entering this year. We're going to be talking about that and what Julio Rodriguez and Jerry Kelnick are doing to kind of change the narrative about the Mariners' outfield defense in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pennants, and so much more. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off 500 This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use promo code LOCKEDON that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. That's pretty convenient if you're like me and live a thousand plus miles away from mom. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. There are recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, including myself, taking fans through the season like no other network. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. It's Colby. Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick have been pretty dang good out in the outfield, especially Kelnick now that he's switched over to right field, right? Uh, yeah, they've been uh, very good. Um, you know, Kelnick is... Uh, grading out very well in both outs above average and outfielder jump, according to StatCast. Um, 84th percentile and outs above average. Um, 96th percentile and outfield jump. Um, we've seen him make plays, uh, not only um, you know flashy plays, but he, he makes difficult plays, and he makes them look easy. Uh, he had a couple plays in foul territory down in Houston over, over the last uh, three days that won't show up in highlight reels because he didn't have to dive or anything like that, but that's because he got such a good jump and because he was able to run them down, um, you know, just because he took good routes and all that stuff. So it's, it's a very clean uh, looking, you know, 96th percentile and 84th percentile. And of course he had the big arm. He already has two outfield assists. That certainly helps as well. Um, but he just looks like a plus defender out there in right field. Um, it's, it's, his, it's clearly his spot. Um, it's the spot he feels the most comfortable it's a spot that he fits um, pretty well with his with his uh, physical profile. How he's you know kind of bulked up a lot. Uh, it's 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 a much better spot for him than center field. So uh, Kelnick's been great out there. Julio, kind of a weird profile. Outfield jump only forty first percentile, but he's ninety third percentile. Now it's above average, which you know it, it makes some sense when you consider he's 99th percentile in sprint speed. So we have mm-hmm. Julio, who's pretty new to center field. Um, relatively speaking, uh, he's not getting the best jumps on the ball, but he's so fast and he's so quick that he's able to run down more than enough. And those two guys, you know, combined are, are two of the best, uh, you know, at their position right right now so far um, in baseball. And so it's we'll see if, if it holds up. It's it's early, um, but as of right now, the the Mariners' outfield defense as a whole 
top 10 in baseball. And that's with, you know, let's be charitable and call it the black hole in, in left field um, with Jesse Winker and the early starts of Mitch Haniger. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to get a little bit better when Kyle Lewis comes back. Hopefully he's healthy enough to, to help that. Um, and then we'll kind of see what happens when Kalnick, Lewis, Winker, Haniger, and, and uh, Julio are all, you know, able to play. And hopefully that is a problem because they're all hitting. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, for right now, the Mariners outfield fly ball hit to, to center or right field. You're feeling pretty darn good about it. Yeah. And for those of you that are maybe wondering why Jared Kelnick wasn't involved in the roster moves today, uh, it's pretty much because of that defense. And also the last few games has been uh, his, his the quality of that bats or his plate appearances rather have been a lot better. Um, and the, the uh, Ryan Devish of the Seattle Times tweeting today that the uh, the Mariners are pleased with his approach at the yeah. plate at the plate and believe that his swing decisions will find results in the end here. So, you know, and again, we we talked about this. What was it yesterday? Maybe the day before that the Mariners have their own system on how they grade how players are are faring, mm-hmm. and um, and they have their own grading system when it comes to swing decisions and, and stuff like that. So maybe while we are at home seeing something different the mariners uh are actually feeling pretty positive about where kelnick is right now and um last couple of games i can i can see it i can see it for sure yeah. there there's been some progress made offensively and uh which should lead to better results obviously the results haven't been great still over the last couple of games but he's walked a couple times and uh just the quality of his uh his plate appearances in general have been a lot better and the defense has been some of the best that you can get out of right field right now in Major League Baseball. And then, like you mentioned, you add Kyle Lewis to that, who got his first start in left field in uh, Tacoma last night. And it seems like everything went fine on that front. Uh, no news is good news, I would think, on that front. And, um, yeah, you add those three guys. I mean, you know, obviously you got to take it a little bit easy. And uh, with, with Lewis coming off of his injury and the Mariners are, are probably going to do that, they're probably going to be as cautious as possible with him. Um, but having those three guys on the field and then letting Winker and Hanniger DH for the most part, uh, you're in a good spot. Obviously, like you said, you need all these guys to hit, and Winker and Hanniger are going to get into the field some because you want to get those bats in the lineup. But, um, yeah, the the Mariners' outfield defense is actually in a better spot than I could have imagined here through the first month of the season. And, obviously, it's a small sample size still, and we're not you know, by any means saying that Julio and Jerry Kelnick are, are definitively, you know, elite defensive outfielders right now. But right now, there 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 are reasons to be optimistic about what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it seems like they look pretty comfortable, especially Kelnick in right field. He he looks like he's finally found his spot out there, and now he can just focus on hitting, and hopefully the results will come on that front. Yeah, um, something I did not expect to say at any point in in you know 2022, mm-hmm. but especially early. Uh, the Mariners outfield defense has been better than the Mariners infield defense. Yeah. It's not that close yeah, either. Yeah, that's uh, wild, right? Yeah, if you're, if you're curious, J.P. Crawford, first percentile and outs above average. Oh, wow. Adam Frazier, 17th percentile and outs mm. above average. A. Eugenio Suarez, 35th percentile. Ty France, 9th percentile. Um, your best defensive infielder has been... 
by a mile according to outs above average in a very small sample size. Obvious caveats apply. Has been Abraham Toro, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Toro right now is working with a 66th percentile and outs above average. So, yeah, and you know the JP1 makes a lot of sense. There's been quite a few errors for JP, particularly over Five. the last few weeks. Five. Yeah, yeah, already. Um, and yeah, and Frazier, I have not been that impressed with him at second base. Uh, Toro has been objectively better at second than Adam Frazier. Um, mm. Do I expect that to continue? No, I don't. Um, which is also a good sign, I would think, that these guys are so low and we know they're better than that. So, um, yeah, the, the infield defense should improve. But, yeah, right now the Mariners, I mean, statistically speaking, according to outs above average, you should feel a lot better about a fly ball turning into an out than you should a crown ball, which not what we thought was going to be the case. Yeah, it's been it's like we're in a little bit of a bizarre world right now watching the Mariners defense. It's uh, confusing. Those numbers are striking. The 17th percentile on Adam Frazier is uh, shocking. And J.P. Crawford at first percentile. Come on. There's no way that J.P. Crawford has regressed that significantly. But so far, he's he he's looked not great there (laughs) five errors are going to to damage that mark quite a lot frankly those numbers do kind of line up with what i've seen just you know from an eye test standpoint so Mm. hopefully they can figure some stuff out here uh because that's that's going to be huge for them down the stretch here is is having good quality um defense in the infield which they have the upside for they absolutely do have the upside to be one of the best defensive infield units in all of baseball uh, but right now it's not playing out that way. So we'll see how it goes. So my dear listener, do you like Southpaws? Cause we have a great pitching matchup on tap for you tonight with Robbie Ray and Shay McClanahan. We're going to be getting you set for that one in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder that this episode of locked on Mariners is brought to you by athletic greens. I started taking athletic greens because I just don't have the time to research every single amazing thing that's going to make my body feel great. And I'm sure neither do you. So what is athletic greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Again, because I don't have the time to do the research and the shopping and the cooking and all the preparations necessary to get the vitamins I need, I love Athletic Greens because I can get it all in one go. It's simple, to the point, and it only costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
And this episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we got Robbie Ray versus Shea McClanahan, who is filthy, can pump it to 100 miles per hour from the left side. That dude is nasty. What are you hoping to see from the Mariners as they uh, they do not get a soft landing coming off of that rough, rough, rough road trip for the offense? Yeah, um, it's uh, not definitely not a uh, a soft landing, as you said. Um, I don't know who you like for the Kentucky Derby, but uh, did I say the Kentucky Derby? Well, look, all right, I got bit, caught. Yeah. I got caught off guard because that wasn't in the ad read yesterday, and I was just going by my uh, you know my muscle memory, and then it it just you know they threw fine. me a curveball. The Kentucky Derby. Hey, maybe it the, is the Kentucky Derby. Maybe they got trucks I, out there racing instead I, of horses. Honestly, <laughs> that would awesome. probably be better. But <laughs> the uh, by the way, the uh, the favorite is a, a horse named Zandon at three to one. Uh, uh-huh. Close second is Epicenter at Epicenter. Uh, seven seven to two odds. So, um, personally, I'm I'm betting the long shot, and I'm either taking Happy Jack or I'm taking Tiz the Bomb. Tiz um, the Bomb. All right. Pioneer of Medina is also going off at 30 to 1, as is Barbara Rose. Yorvis Medina? <laughs> Pioneer of Medina, so maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so we have an uh, interesting pitching matchup tonight. Um, McClanahan has been great. He doesn't go deep into games, which isn't really his fault. It's, you know, the, Ray, it's, the Rays don't like guys to face the lineup three times through if they can help it, but he strikes out a lot of guys. He's a very good pitcher. Um, he was Ty's, you know, Cy Young pick, um, for the American league. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. There, there are no free lunches here. Um, interestingly enough, Shane McClanahan is so good that he's actually scheduled to pitch tomorrow's game too. So, um, we'll see how he manages to start back to back games. Uh, Uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's going to be a very, very big, uh, very big challenge for the Mariners. Uh, I mean, the, the fastball, the curveball, they're both plus. And then he's also got a, a pretty wicked slider as well. So not going to be easy. You kind of have to pick your poison and, and just try to focus on one pitch, try to hit one pitch, um, and and just, you know, don't miss the mistake he's going to make. You're going to get maybe one in that bat. Don't mm-hmm. miss it. I mean, he's, he's sporting a 1.59 XFIP right now. I, you know, he's one of the five, six best guys in the American League currently, and uh, it's it's he's going to be tough, man. There's there's just no way around it. This is where you need your right-handed bats. I assume we're going to see Luis Trenz DH and Tom Murphy catch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the other way around, but I, I assume they're both going to be in the lineup tonight. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they if they throw Fairchild in there, maybe for Kelnick, uh, to see if they can get any number of righties that they can in mm-hmm. this lineup. Um, but it's 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 not a huge difference, but against lefties, um, it's look. This this is tough because McClanahan actually, believe it or not, has reverse splits. Uh, granted, he's not throwing against a ton of lefties, but lefties are hitting two seventy three off of him this year. Righties are hitting a buck ninety three. So maybe hmm. it's the Mariners don't want 
you know, all their righties in there. So we'll see how they decide to attack this. But again, he's going to strike out some guys tonight. There are going to be ugly at bats. You just can't miss the mistake that he's going to throw you. Mm. Um, and unfortunately for the Mariners right now, they're in a position where they are missing those mistakes. And even if he doesn't strike you out, 56% ground ball pitcher. It's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. You, you have to you have to try and get him out early. Um, and, you know, if you're going to offer out a pitch early, it has to be a pitch you know you can do damage to. He's He's been great this year. There's really no way around it. Yeah, I kind of look at Julio Rodriguez in this situation, you know, power on power. Maybe that's where you can get to McClanahan a little bit, someone with some speed, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, yeah, the, the I would assume that if the Mariners are going to win this game, it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Uh, probably one of those one-run classics for the Mariners, unless they're able to just get his pitch count up. But uh, it's going to be difficult. McClanahan is is nasty. And he's he's really nasty. So you got to stay disciplined at the plate if you're the Mariners. And right. uh, you're, sorry, you're going to add something. Well, no, I was just going to say that you know if if you if you can keep him in the strike zone, right? Don't help him expand the zone. He's 95th percentile in whiff percentage, 84th mm-hmm. percentile in chase rate, uh, but he's 24th percentile in barrel percentage, 18th percentile in average exit velo, 43rd right. percentile in hard hit rate. So you can get him in the zone. You know, you can hit the ball hard off of him. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not you can get it elevated and off the ground. Yeah. Um, it's 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 going to be a very difficult matchup. Uh, but you do want to go out and you want to try and hit that fastball. Opponent's hitting 458 off of the fastball. Uh, yeah, with a 792 slugging. So you want you you don't want to wait around for the curveball. Um, I mean, he mixes is uh, it's a pretty even mix too. 35 percent fastball. Uh, 27% curveball, 19% changeup, and 18% slider. So it's 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 going to be very tough, but there is a way you can beat him. You have to you have to hunt the fastball, and you cannot miss it. Don't help him out by chasing out of the zone. Tighten up your zone a little bit. Make him throw strikes, and make sure when you get the fastball, you actually do damage on it because that's that's really your only shot. So on the flip side of that, with Robbie Ray. Um, mm-hmm. We finally saw some strikeouts out of him in Miami. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't face this lineup the last time when they were in Tampa Bay, but now he gets to face this lineup. Um, obviously, quite a, you know quite a few righties in this lineup, but uh, we saw the strikeout stuff. He still only went five innings, though. So what is holding yeah. Robbie Ray back? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Last time he came out and he said that he just lost his concentration for a minute, which isn't good anyways like i mean you know what i mean like i would have been fine yeah (laughs) not 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 ideal certainly not ideal for the guy you're paying 125 million dollars to um but the good news what we did see last last time out is we did see the fastball velocity back up um 93 a lot of 93 94 um the slider was was pretty sharp for the most part and then the fifth inning it all just kind of collapsed on him um he's having a hard time getting that slider uh, down. Um, you look at his, his heat chart right now. Slider, you know, pretty much staying between the thighs and, and the belt here for the most part. That's not a good place for that slider. He needs it at the back foot of the righties. Um, he needs it on the outside corner of the lefties. He's just not, hasn't quite gotten it there. We saw it a little bit against Miami. Hopefully that's a good sign. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, <coughs> they're surprisingly, you know, he's not. Neither pitch is getting hit terribly hard. 
Um, batting average of 227 against the fastball, 244 against the slider. Um, it's just right now, it's just location. He has to be able to locate that slider. Hasn't really had it yet. Hasn't had the plus slider. We've seen it once or twice, but we haven't seen it for an entire start. And that's going to be key to him because the Rays are absolutely going to run out. Yandy Diaz and Harold Ramirez and, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to put their righties in their lineup and, and, uh, Robbie Ray is going to have to have that slider at the back foot, uh, to have any success and give the Mariners a chance to score a run or two off of McClanahan and try to win the game. Yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need vintage Robbie Ray here, really, um, yeah. to to win this game. They got to hold it close because, again, like I said, the runs uh, for the Mariners are going to be sparse tonight. So yeah. even if they are able to get to McClanahan a little bit, I'd expect at most two, maybe three runs from the Mariners to Alpha McClanahan. So got to be yeah. sharp. If you're Robbie Ray, got to go deep into this ball game too. Don't let, don't leave it up to the bullpen right now, which has been kind of shaky up to this point over the last week or so. So, don't leave it in their hands. Go be the number one starter that the the Mariners really paid you to be this year. So uh, that's that's exactly what they need, and we haven't really seen that from him. So, need to get some returns on that investment now. Uh, this is a this is a big way to uh, to do that for sure in a in a big series opener against the Rays. And on that note, that's going to do it for our show. Hopefully, the Mariners can get back in the win column tonight. It's been uh, it's been a struggle the last week plus, so it would be nice to to see them get back on track. Uh, um, thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Teddy Gonzalez. Please give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D A N E. GNZLZ and Colby at CPAT11 that's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day we greatly appreciate your support now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB that's where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass it's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us so have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow peace go M's. <laughs>